RPG for You and Me presents Neon Heat, a duet actual play podcast using the Savage Worlds rule set in our custom cyber fantasy setting. Thank you for joining us, and welcome back to Caldonics. Previously on Neon Heat, Athena breaks into Zadal's apartment in an effort to find him and get him to the squad's augmentation appointment, though she ends up leaving not only empty-handed, but quite addled. Tensions run high as Anji augments Tuka, but Pavi stands strong in her support of Athena. Athena and Pavi then take to the skies to call on Halarishi, attempting to scrape together the last bits of information on Zeev before they start their assault. They return over the city. Noticing the reduced energy in the streets below, Athena instructs Pavi to take a detour to the mines, defying the commands of her grandfather. Last we left Athena, what was she doing? She was on the back of Pavi's bike, and they were heading to the mines. Probably a bad call, but someone's got to make it. We slide back into that point-of-view shot from Athena as you're looking over Pavi's shoulder. As the cycle leaves the waterfront and begins to drift back over the city. As Pavi swerves between buildings on the way to the mines, Athena clicks on her mag boots to firmly affix herself to the bike while grabbing her with one arm. There's a click and you can feel that pulse in your feet fastening you to the metal of the bike itself. And as you drift closer to the southeast of the city and you see that large cave opening looming ahead, you note again that the general light level of the city is dimmer than it usually is. Even the crystals in the walls don't seem to be casting off the same level of light that they normally would be. It's just so cold. Bobby pulls back on the bike as you guys descend coming to a rest some feet from the entrance. She kills the engine, and the wub-wub dies in the relatively quiet night. Well, here we are. Here we are. So, what's the plan? Walk on in? Oh. Ask for grandfather? I mean, we're regulators. We can go in. I just have been hesitant to. I just want to make sure we're on the same page before we go yeah, in there. Yeah, no, we don't, we don't need to be sneaking in these trying times. I'm going to go ahead and let you... Handle all the talking. That's all right. I am excellent at it. Yeah. She takes a moment to pat herself and make sure she's got a couple of pieces of gear with her. Stretches out from the long flight with a couple of groans. Does a puff of air to blow her bangs out of her face. Athena leans down a little bit towards her. May may need to oil those hinges, huh? Oh, shut up. (laughs) Socks you on the arm lightly. She's trying to help lighten her mood. She's had a very tough day. Yeah, everybody has. Holds an arm out in an after-you gesture. As they're walking in in a low voice, Athena fills her in on Vi's wants for coming to the mine. Mm -hmm. That it's nebulous, and if she starts going crazy, just knock her out. Okay. Just knock me out, Pavi. 
It is important to note that you do feel that stirring as you guys touch down and begin to walk towards the mine. A greater awareness of the consciousness that you feel inside. Excitement. A low hum of energy. It's definitely jazz to be here. So, let's talk about the structure of the mines a little bit. Athena has at least some familiarity with it, given that she had in the past been training to be a siphon, which are the individuals who are able to siphon out and draw out the energy from the quarry crystals to ensure that they don't overload and transfer the energy into the empty husks of other crystals to be used as quasi-batteries for many things throughout the city. In terms of production, the mines themselves can be quite deep. The mines are partially mine, mostly power plant. Yeah, I think that's a a pretty good way to put it. The power plant end of it is definitely more prestigious, has more technical workers. The crystals grow over time, so it's not only a matter of drawing energy out, but also removing sections of them so that they can then regrow. Trimming them. Trimming them, yep. It's a renewing market, whereas... The rest of the mines is more physical labor, tunneling out more areas. There probably is some precious metal and ore resource down here. That's what her maternal grandfather did. Frank Calrus was more on the mining end of things, whereas your maternal grandmother, Hilda, had been a siphon, just as your mother was. You, of course, immediately note that it is not as busy as it normally would be. Both the time of day, it's the middle of the night, the busiest time is around noontime, what we would call is when Mm -hmm. the main crystal gets drained. But there are always some amount of people here. I don't think there's any kind of heavy security towards the front. You can certainly just walk in and then the main mouth of the tunnel breaks off into probably some administrative offices where office workers do their stuff. And from that administrative area, that leads more towards the power plant side, as you'd call it, the bulk of the tunnel leads deeper into the mountain, and that's where the mining happens. She wants to take a hard right to the power plant. I assume it's a right. That's just how I saw it I've actually been thinking left, but it doesn't really matter. A hard left. (laughs) (laughs) Let me... So you're you're specifically looking for your grandfather right now. Is that right? Okay. Because she figures she's going to get the most prudent, timely information right from the horse's mouth. Sure. The horse that asked her not to come to the mines in the first place. You walk past some sparsely populated offices. The few people that you do see walking around look very concerned, probably a bit dazed. They don't appear as though they're interested in speaking with anybody. You go uncontested for most of your walk. There's got to be a security checkpoint, right? Oh, there absolutely is. Considering the volatility of it. The only reason there's not right at the front there is based on everything that's been happening today so far. But once you get past that first layer of administrative offices, there are some armed guards here. I don't think this style of guard is something that Athena is very familiar with. Hmm. Usually in the city, you've seen they're either regulators or they're Alaricorp security. And Alaricorp security generally stays in Western City. Right. And that's part of the agreement. These guards have separate armor patterns. I didn't have a specific design in mind for this, so maybe you have some input, but it seems like they're only meant to be here guarding the mines. Gotcha. They're helmeted, of course. Maybe this is the checkpoint that goes back to more of the big wigs leading towards the giant crystal, which is the main power source for the city. I mean, maybe they would have darker armor that would blend into the surroundings. Makes sense to me. Dark matte. Does it have any color trim to it? What if it's the color that the big crystal is? Okay. 
You walk up and the guards, one of them puts a hand up and says, I'm sorry, this area is off limits for the rest of the day. I understand. Athena pulls out her badge. Um, Regulator Sedaris, I need to see the curator. I was sent by the Arbiter. Motions you forward with one hand, holds his hand out for your badge. Plops it on there. This guy has a helmet on, so you don't see any particular features. He holds it up, turns it over. I assume there's a number designation on there. Do you remember what your number is? I do. 0624. He shrugs and hands it back to you and says, uh, I mean, I don't think the curator's here anymore. I can go ask my supervisor if you want. That would be great. Thank you. Wait here. Sure. One of them walks off. The other one stays there and stands awkwardly. How's it going? Uh, pretty bad day overall. Pretty bad day. Yep. You, uh, everybody okay? Yeah, it's a stupid she, question. She just shakes her head. <sighs> Do you know what happened here? Here? Whole city's dim, dude. It's dim, it's cold. Shrugs at you a little bit. A moment or two later, the guy reappears, and this time he's accompanied by... What do you think the Nixian garb is? Do they have a uniform? Nixian is a blanket term for most of the people who work in the mines, especially on the power plant side. I was kind of imagined it being like a jumpsuit, a tailored sort of jumpsuit, like a business jumpsuit. Yeah, I like that. That's kind of what I thought, too. So he comes back with... Looks like a man... He has pale skin, even for somebody who lives down here in the dark. His head is shaved very short, the finest, smallest bristles. He's a slight man, a thinner build, but he walks with a certain arrogant posture. He has his hands clasped behind his back right now. As he approaches, you can see that he has the telltale, vertical, vel-slitted eyes. Gives you a small incline at the waist, Mm -hmm. a small bow. Yes, is there anything I can do to help you? Is the curator here, sir? Uh, no, I'm afraid Curator Sedella was called away for an emergency meeting of the Council at the Spire. Okay. I believe he left within the last hour. Okay, um... He brings around one hand and holds it out in an as-you-will gesture, and his hands are both these large beetle or scorpion-like pincers on both hands. He does not have an additional set of legs on his back. Definitely doesn't have much in the way of manual dexterity. Is there a more private place we can speak? And she looks around at the empty room, but is hoping for one that echoes less. He arches around. His expression is generally bored, maybe irritated that he's being disturbed. Well, of course, if you find it necessary. I do. Come over this way, then. Waves you back through the checkpoint to looks like just an office near the back. Holds it open for both of you to enter. As the guy turns around, Athena looks at Pavi and just shakes her head and rolls her eyes a little bit. <laughs> she shrugs and is like, eh, bureaucrats. What can you do? The smell in here is musty, and it's cooler than you would expect to be in the mines this close to the main crystal, but it's still warmer than outside. He waves you into the office. Maybe this is even just a meeting room. There's a long table, a bunch of chairs scattered around, a whiteboard at the back. Let's say this is the master meeting room, and it overlooks the main chamber with the enormous crystal that juts out from the floor like stories tall. The crystal itself is mostly one large fragment, or that's how it was the last time you saw it. Looks pretty much the same. There are many other smaller segments that are perforating outwards at strange angles, and this means there's oddly shaped catwalks all around it. There needs to be a catwalk that goes by every individual fragment that comes off the main crystal, or at least so people can walk by it and do visual inspections. Right. There are also 
a number of minecart tracks in the floor where they can push receptacles into if they need to break pieces off or to fill all of the empty husks when they drain the crystal. The most significant thing to you immediately, the crystal's color is different than it was last time. What color is it? It is the pink purple that you saw in Darius's aura. How do like, I feel about that? The sense of reverent wonder as you walk into the room and the entire room is bathed in the same pink purple glow. You're almost drawn to the window to see the color swirling inside the crystal there. And just um, for my clarification, that glow is not the same color as Vi when she's seen Vi. Correct. Because Vi is more of a like a darker purple. I would agree with that, yeah. There's a distinction. Very different. Mm -hmm. Cooler purple versus a warmer purple. They're not the same color, but however you imagine Vi's shade is cool with me. Could you make me a notice at minus four? Minus four? Yeah. I will spend one Benny on this. Let me just jimmy him up a little bit. (laughs) Eh, worse. Nope. Not a crit fail, though. That's good. My highest was a two. You're drawn to the glass, and you feel that yearning inside. And it's hard to place what it is. You feel Vi wants to go there, or feels some sort of connection or want. But Mm -hmm. I don't think Vi is either coherent enough, or... Good enough at communicating. Yeah, to, to really relay that feeling properly. It is probably a distraction to you, gotcha. just generally speaking. Makes so sense. I'll address that if it matters, but the energy coursing through the crystal definitely, again, seems dimmer or slower than you would expect it to be. Mm-hmm. The half-Yara, half-Vel gentleman that had escorted you in here pushes the door closed with a small click, walks over to stand near the end head of the table, puts his pincers lightly on the chair, and then holds one out for you to continue. We are in private. What might I assist you with? I need to know a timetable of everything that happened here at the mine today regarding the energy levels. There's not a huge shift in his expression as you ask this, but there is a slow kind of arch of the eyebrow, and he says, The curator has all the information necessary, and it is up to his sole discretion as to whether he will share that with others. I am certainly not permitted to do so here, and he's on his way to speak with the council as we speak now. Well, I was sent here by the Arbiter on the Arbiter's authority, so I need some information to bring back to him. Quite lucky that the Arbiter will be with the council then, isn't it? (laughs) That's Allie, not (laughs) Athena. Sure, it's fine. His expression is now one of bureaucratic indifference, almost on the edge of smarm. So sorry. I don't think you are. Well, perhaps not, but it is the security of our city that we're speaking about, isn't it? I'm sure you, as a regulator, can understand. If you're not willing to tell me anything, I do need to verify something in the main chamber. Oh, I'm afraid that's quite out of the question, ma'am. Oh, that's a shame. It is, I I sincerely apologize, but we are under strict orders from the curator himself, whom I know to be your grandfather, that... We are not to allow anyone, under any circumstances, near the crystal. Why would that be? Plenty of people go in there on an average day. I'm sure you would agree that this is far from an average day, and I'm also quite sure that it's not up to me to decide who goes in and who goes out. It is up to the curator, and the curator has decided. It's strange. He pulls out a small list, takes a moment to glance at it, and says, I don't see granddaughter written anywhere on here. Oh, you might want to check regulator granddaughter. Sometimes um, it's under R first. 
He's holding this small pad in his huge scorpion pincer and takes the point of the other end and just goes, mm, and it makes a... No, no, I'm afraid not. Doesn't appear to be here. Oh, damn shame. Can I use empathy on this dude? Sure, go for it. Where's my casting die? Yeah. Seven for the contested. Oh shit, I gotta contest, that's right. Three and a five. Success. You've got your social plus one. Wonderful. The vibe that you get here is this man does not appear to be at all intimidated by you or worried by you. He seems very secure and satisfied in the state of affairs and his position within it. He definitely appears or feels adversarial, if not hostile. Hmm. His aura is quite steady. It's mostly blue, so thoughtful. There's a lot of tinges, wariness maybe, but you also catch a very distinct gilded lining, bright gold. While you're casting your empathy, you get a convulsive reaction from Vi as well. Instant wariness hmm. that even pulls Vi's attention from, from the crystal. From the crystal, ah, yeah. Jesus. I don't think I caught your name. Oh, yes. My apologies. My name is Cyril. Row to Cyril. Oh, no. <laughs> he says that with a warm smile and wolfish eyes. But truly, if there's anything else that I can do for you, please let me know. Oh, I'm sure you'll find out. Regulator Pavi, do you have any questions? Pavi has her arms folded, leaning against either a wall or the window. She usually tries to play the opposite side of the room from you, and I feel right. like maybe that goes back to your dynamic of you keep them diverted in two different <laughs> directions, so if one of you has to act, then it splits their focus. It's a one-two punch. Right. This whole time for this room, it's had this big old window wall, but blinds kind of mm -hmm. open, so the light's coming through in pink slats, you know what I mean? Ooh, I really like that. So, so the that... lights aren't even on in the room. Yeah, that makes it even creepier, I love it. So yeah, just him standing there with his claws on the chair, smiling benignly at both of you. And when you address Pavi, he turns with a slow swivel and stares at her politely, waiting. I don't know if I have anything to ask. We've covered all of our bases. It's just a damn shame when the bureaucracy comes in and stops us from doing anything that might help people. Oh, which people are you talking about, Pavi? The thousands? That were stolen out of the stadium today? Those people? Oh, well, there's those. And then, you know, there's all the rest who are here still trying to make the best of it. Kind of like the whole city. Yeah. And just this one guy in our way. Is that an intimidation? What are you trying to elicit here? Uh, fear. Then, yeah, I'll have Pavi roll intimidate. Pavi probably doesn't have more than, like, a d4, d6 at max. Athena has a d8 intimidation. Because oh, she has crazy eyes. Gotcha. Oh, I was going to roll Pavi to support Athena. Gotcha. So, let me do that. Uh, Pavi does not succeed there, unless Dang. you would like her to Benny. One She's of her got two... one Benny, right? She has two Bennies. Oh, she has two Bennies mm -hmm. today? Yeah, let's have Pavi re-roll that one. Okay. She got a five, so you get a plus yes. one. All right. This is a contested roll. Oh, I blew up both of them. Yes! <laughs> oh, my God. That's a 15 plus one from Pavi. Uh -huh. 16. You got a three. Suck on it, nerd. <sighs> I'll spend one, Benny. Four instead. So 12, uh, that's with two raises. Mechanically, he would be distracted or vulnerable and shaken. Or we could use the creative combat. This isn't combat, so what's your desired result here? What are you trying to get from him? 
She's trying to muscle him around a little bit verbally mm-hmm. so she can get to the main crystal chamber. You guys are uttering your threats and Pavi pushes off the wall and comes over to put both hands and loom over the table. And we get a shot from Cyril's perspective as he's looking out at both of you in the mostly dark room with the pink purple light filtering in. Oh, now here's a question. Uh Do Vel eyes glow like cat's eyes do when they're in the low light and light hits them? Where it kind of spooky glows. I think that you know would be cool. I mean? Yeah, sure. Fuck. So I, I think Athena's all... just standing over in the corner with a hand on the glass with her eyes doing that. Oh, fuck. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. And then Pavi leans on it and tilts her head a little bit and it catches her yellow eyes too. The snake slitted pupils. Cut back to Cyril. His fixed bureaucratic smile wavers slightly and we see the first beads of perspiration on his brow. We have experts who have compiled all of the necessary information and given it to the curator who has taken it to the council. Don't know what you two could possibly glean from going down to the crystal, and I'm sure you also realize that if something were to have happened, this would be a horrible time to expose you to anything that might be going wrong. What's going wrong? I'm not at liberty to say One of the reasons I'm here is because I used to train to be a siphon and Roth needs eyes on this crystal that are going to understand and report to him directly and not be ferreted away in layers of reports. And we need as much information as possible. And if I were to allow you down into the main chamber with the understanding that you are not to approach the crystal and you will be monitored and under guard, would that be acceptable to you? Might need a physical touch on the crystal full evaluation absolutely not why you are not licensed that is why just because you're a regulator doesn't mean you get to decide everything that you want to you can go wherever you want to you can do whatever you want that is not how this society functions there are rules there are processes that exist for a reason and you've come with no written report no request that supersedes that of the curator did you know Rotu Nima? The question surprises him just because it's so out of left field. Right. Um, Nima, yes, she was a, a somewhat distant cousin. My understanding is that she was killed while in custody. Nasty business, that. Yeah, she was an Alaricorp infiltrator. Saw the delegate rip her head off. Be a damn shame if there were obstruction charges here. His nostrils flare and you see him take a breath in and he straightens up a little bit and he's got his chin in the air and he says are you threatening me no if the next few hours don't go very well for the city we'll be at war and if i don't get information here right now the city could go up do you really want to be the man responsible at war with who that's a fun question she flicks eyes over to pavi like am i doing okay (laughs) Pavi gives you a small incline and winks with the eye that is not facing him. <laughs> like purposefully turns away a little bit. To- yeah. He steps away from the chair, walks over to a small side table where it looks like there's a water dispenser. <laughs> okay. And he starts to pour himself a glass of water. I'm just getting a drink. <laughs> <laughs> would, you like to, would you like to make me a notice? Yes. God, he's going to frozone me. I can't believe it. <laughs> That's a four. Okay. He holds his claws out, and you see from the wrist area where the claw meets the rest of his arm, 
chitin starts to taper off. He's wearing these metal wristbands. They've got Hmm. some lights on them. As he reaches out, the bands expand into a series of these spindly little metal arms. Almost like what Anji had in hers for fine motor skill. Okay, like a mobility assister. Basically, yeah. These little metal fingers that have stylus-like points on the end. He uses those to pour himself a drink and takes a sip of the water. I'll have you know that I worked very hard to get to where I am today, and I'm not I'm not prone to receiving or giving in to threats or casting aspersions on my character. So, if you would like to go down and view the crystal, I will permit this, but hands-on is strictly off-limits per the curator. Per the curator? Fine. Fine. She's not blinking. She's still got those big old glowy cat eyes. Mm-hmm. He glares back at you, brown cat slitted eyes. It's like a, a close-up anime style <laughs> shot of the camera at an angle on just Athena's glowing yellow eyes and then back to his narrowed... Love that shit. How old is this guy? Early 40s. Okay. Holds up his claw towards the door. She'll walk out first. Procedurally, Pavi will know to follow this man out. Mm-hmm. Athena is fine getting shot in the back. That stuff happens on an average day. Sure. But she knows Pavi will have hers. From the meeting room up here, maybe it's just through another door or two out onto one of the levels of the catwalks. A huge series of stairways around the chamber interconnecting all these ridiculous catwalks. I wonder if there are additional spirals, like thin spindly spirals of crystal that go up around it like rock candy on a string. Ooh, that's really cool. I like that. Kind of what I was thinking with a lot of smaller pieces now protrude off of it. So you guys get out onto the catwalk, Pavi following behind Cyril, who has resumed walking behind you with his claws behind him clasped as he's walking. And as you guys get out here into the main room, you can feel that familiar oppressive heat, but again, not nearly as warm as it generally is, especially for being in the middle of the night. What would you like to do while you guys are walking around here? She's been in this room before. Mm -hmm. She's trying to see what is different now because she Mm -hmm. hasn't been back since like she was 14 when she stopped doing her siphon training. Well, she probably came back before she left at some point as a regulator. Mm -hmm. Like if she had to deliver a message to her grandfather or something. Sure. But she hasn't been here in at least seven years, probably more. Are you staying up on the catwalks? Are you trying to go down to the ground floor? Trying to go down to the ground floor. It'll take a little bit of walking, but your footsteps are heavy. The metal clanging echoes in this almost entirely empty room as you make your way down to the ground floor. There is the odd person who's here on observation, moving between the decks, moving up and examining the different parts of the crystals. The smell in here... I say it smells like ozone a lot whenever there's energy, and I think that's okay, but do you think there's, like, a particular smell in here? I mean, there's that smell right after a thunderstorm. Like, the air feels fresher, like in the summertime. I don't quite know how to explain it. Something in the air has cleared that was fuzzy before the storm. You know what I mean? Not really, but it's It's a feeling more than a smell, I guess. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that can be the feeling that it gives Athena. So you guys trundle your way down to the bottom floor. I still don't have a great mental picture of scale or scope here. I know it's very tall. I don't know how big and wide it is. I'm feeling probably at least 20 meters, 15 to 20 meters. It's big. It's pretty chunky and several stories tall, just going straight up. This is not the biggest cavern, but it's quite large. 
several whales. And it's inside the wall of the main cavern, so not at all visible from the exterior. The glow of the crystal changes, of course, depending on what time of day it is, but it gets brighter the closest it gets to noon as it starts to build up. So at midnight, it would be halfway to recharging the next day, but looks like it was drained pretty recently. So this was discharged today? Yes, of course, as it is every day. When did the power dip back down? Several hours ago, I suppose. Do you know when it was first noticed? Evening, late evening, early afternoon. The timing is important. Oh, I'm afraid I wasn't here at that time, so I'm not aware. I'm sure it would be included in the reports that the curator possesses. Gotcha on night shift, huh? It's a raw deal. Yes, well, even in these trying times, reliable individuals must be left behind to tend the fort. He gives you a very flat smile. I don't think she sees the smile. She's still walking. You hear a soft rustle from behind as Pavi gives him a small shove. You watch your lip. We're doing our jobs. All doing our jobs here. Well, yes, I'm very much trying to. And you wonder why the city's turning against you. You just bully your way wherever you please. Only in the most dire of circumstances. I'm sure anyone could make a circumstance appear dire with correct framing, couldn't they? What Must... framing would you put on today? No, it's not my job to frame it. It's my job to ensure that this crystal stays secure. And here I am, all but being held hostage. Held hostage? We went into a room upon your request, you threatened me, and here we find ourselves walking down to the crystal where I explicitly told you we weren't going to be. I believe you allowed us to come here. Mm. You could have just turned us away. I am a very polite individual. Oh, that's very strange because I believe I attempted to do that several times. She gets to the bottom of the last stair and hits the solid earth the rock around the crystal. What if it is almost a little melted looking? I mean, sure. We could probably fix it with shaping, but it, could, but but it looks not? cool. Yeah, may maybe it uh, doesn't work here properly for some reason. Maybe. Maybe they're afraid to use too much stuff around the big crystal that doesn't need to be. Maybe. The closer you get to the crystal, the more that bubbling excitement from Vi pushes against your active thoughts and consciousness. Can you make me a spirit roll? <laughs> yeah. Self-control. Okay. Nine. So you're on the ground floor. What's your goal here? What are you trying to do? God, she wants to touch that crystal so bad. Is she gonna? Yeah. She stops to consider the crystal. She makes very meaningful eye contact with Pavi, asking for a slight distraction. Gotcha. Just for a moment. You look over to Pavi and she gives another small incline of her head. Cyril is hovering right by you, eyes completely focused on Athena, and he definitely looks uncomfortable with this whole situation. He's just waiting for you to try to walk closer so that he can mm -hmm. stop you immediately. Right. Let's see if Pavi can distract him. What do you think that would be? Taunt or like I don't a... Know, how is her taunt? Not good. Not good. She, she has the tongue-tied hindrance, which hasn't really come into play very much. I think early <laughs> on in the series, I tried to, on occasion... <laughs> Have her make statements or goofs that got fucked up to represent how she's not good at speaking, really. Right. But yeah, she has tongue-tied, so. What if she tries to persuade him to look away? Like, who's that up there? That's kind of what <laughs> I was thinking. It was like, oh my gosh, what is that? Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's so juicy. Pavi goes, what is that? <laughs> her persuade is bad. I would love to play one of my adventure cards. Okay. D is this appropriate before I roll or after I roll? You know what? 
I would like to use both of my adventure oh cards. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> okay. Before I roll? No, you can roll. Okay, you should roll. Doesn't matter. Okay, so Pavi Pavi <laughs> oh, no! gets a crit fail on her attempt to distract this guy with an additional minus one. <laughs> Gives Fuck. her double zeros. Oh, um, sweet Pavi. Let's see how well he perceives. I, mean, I think he Wouldn't it a... be beautiful if he also crit failed? He didn't, though. Damn, he blew up so hard. He got a 10, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you, should I narrate this first? I would like to read these real quick. Okay, let's, okay. let's hear it. This is a double adventure card session, baby. I love it. Let's hear it. Okay. The first is Mysterious Treasure. Play when your hero searches an area containing treasure or loot. He finds a minor relic of some sort. I don't know how you want to interpret this. Okay. Information from this crystal would be her treasure. I see. Okay. What's the other one? The other one is... Peace. Your hero is able to improve the attitude of a group in an encounter, perhaps by recognizing someone in the crowd, showing respect, or offering a bribe. It doesn't work on true enemies, only neutrals who happen to cross paths with your party. Who are you playing this on? Cyril. Cyril, okay. I don't know his alignment. He seems sketchy, but also, like, he might just be a weird bureaucrat on the Alaricorp payroll. Gotcha. Even if he just realizes that if this whole city goes up, he won't have a paycheck anymore. Okay, so rewind a moment. Well, <laughs> while Pavi is like, oh my goodness, oh my gosh, what's <laughs> my that? My stars. My stars. So Pavi crit fails. Rotu Cyril is standing right by you. And I think if you're waiting for some reaction or something, you just see him doesn't even move, just <laughs> blinks very slowly in a very tired, exasperated way and is continuing to look at you. How slowly does he blink? Not so slowly that he won't see you do something, but if you would like to do something. Today is a day for action. Athena runs toward the crystal. She's overconfident in Javi's persuasion success. Fortune favors the bold. She mutters to herself. Okay. Athena will not teleport towards it because she knows she hasn't been the best teleporter of late mm -hmm. and she doesn't want to set off electricity by it. Sure. So Absolutely. she just sprints. He's going to try to stop you from okay. moving. So he's going to, I guess, try to grapple you. So Sounds fair. Opposed athletics. I blew both up! <laughs> oh my, he blew up one of them. He got a seven. Sixteen. Sixteen is a success with a raise. He hears Pavi and knows that no, that's, something's, about something's to up. So he's poised and ready. But even with that, Athena is electricity herself and is able to dart forward with a cry of no. He reaches out and tries to clamp onto you with one of his pincers, but you're already gone. If she would have had her ponytail still, he would have got her. Snip. Good thing she <laughs> can grow it back. He can be a barber. <laughs> he loses his job. It's cool. Should be fine. Okay, so you run forward and touch the crystal? Yep. What is your intention in touching the crystal? What is Athena thinking and feeling at this moment? She just knows Vi needs to touch it. She's the conduit for that, and she might get information. And The conduit? Yeah, I know. I've been waiting <laughs> to pull out that line. I hoped it would have been cooler. All right, you can have a Benny regardless. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you can have a pity Benny. What if she cast empathy on the crystal? She cast empathy on a mirror one time, and it mm -hmm. did not work. Sure. But... Maybe. Sure. Six. Six. Okay. Oh, shit. For funsies, I rolled against that with a d12 as the spirit. I got a four and a one. <laughs> so that's <laughs> a, a success. Your empathy roll against this inanimate object. Thank God. 
we join Athena in her point of view as she's rushing forward to put her hand on this crystal. Each bounding step you take, each stride that pulls you closer to this, you can feel the blood pumping in your ears and you can feel Vi pulsating deep within you, that brimming excitement building with each step as you get closer. Reaching out your hand, you can feel something almost tangible there until your hand connects with the crystal. For the first millisecond after you touch, nothing happens, and then you can feel the enormous, the awesome power of this crystal, all of the energy rushing through it. Even in its reduced, almost dissipated state, you can feel it brimming with this tremendous energy. As you do that, it's just a flood of emotions and awareness, still images in your mind. A bunch of stuff crashes into you at once, and I'll tie this to the mysterious treasure as you request. Thank you. Yeah, and I think that's great. Athena needs so little actual loot. She's not a very materialistic girl. The only thing she loved materialistically was a jacket, and she's lost it already. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) She got that great one from Anji, though. Yellow's not her color. Makes her look sick. You've never tried to use empathy in this way, and it becomes instantly clear to you that there is not a consciousness as you would describe it in the typical way. You can almost hear whispers or noises that sound like words at the edge of hearing, but they're still unintelligible to you. The emotional feeling that you get from this is there's a lot of weariness, tired, drained, beneath all of that, an old aching pain, the equivalent of your joints aching or your bones being tired but you can feel that there is a focal point to that pain deep within the crystal itself, somewhere near the back. It disappears into the cave wall itself. With all of these swirling emotions, Vi is enraptured, almost singing with this delight inside of you, this wonder, as it feels this connection. You get a flood of, maybe not images, but feelings of familiarity, and that You probably touched the Great Crystal before, back when you were here, maybe. If nothing else, your privilege of having the curator as your grandfather would allow you that. Yeah. To at least be in the presence. Maybe one time when she was very small. I don't think he'd let you hear when you were very small. I think this would have been when you were in training. I mean, that that for me, that is very small. Okay. Because she's little. But like teenager. She was doing siphon stuff since she was 10 or 12, I think. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, she was little. We're in double digits still. We're not like small child. We're still. Okay. You definitely felt nothing like this in the past. The longer you process this, the more it almost feels like there's this noise, this aching moan. It's all being drawn backward towards that same painful focal point that you sensed deep in the back behind the main wall. And a lot of these feelings are being interpreted by Vi or through Vi, and you're feeling them as a secondary type effect. But now you feel it too. More than just Vi wanting to come here, you, Athena, can feel some sort of presence behind the crystal on on the far side of the wall. You, You know, you can feel that there is something, whether it's a presence or... I I don't know that you can interpret it any further than that, but there is something here that you feel inextricably drawn to, and it feels close. Right in front of you, you can see there are these walls and the great crystal, but you can feel it just beyond that. So close. Hmm. Mm. How close is so close? 
probably difficult to say overall. 100 meters, 200 meters. Not super duper far, but... It's like 100 meters through rock. Through rock, but you can tell that the crystal itself goes back to it. Mm -hmm. The crystal is part of this wall, so it's not all just wall, but obviously you can't travel through the crystal. Right. I mean, you can try if you want to teleport, but I'm not going to say that that would be good for Athena or that... That would be very bad. (laughs) Yeah, I think Athena realizes this. Yeah. Because you specifically played Mysterious Treasure, as you can feel this connection receding, your hand is glowing hot with this energy and you can't hold on any longer, even though it's only been a fraction of a second while all of this happens. That metal sense that you've used goes off. It's like a ping, except... This time, you can tell it's a ping on how to reach there, how to reach that area. You just have a mental image of some of the cave network of the mines and how you could potentially get there. Okay. From that, you have a good mental map of where some of the places you've been to are. This area definitely looks like it is off the beaten path and designed to not be easily accessible. Deeper behind some of the main offices down several large tunnels that seem to go nowhere but there. That's some good info. You feel the familiarity of your grandfather as well. You can feel that he's somehow a part of all this. You get flashes of not images that are brought to you by the connection, but images that pop up in your memory of some of the auras that you've looked at. In that massive energy, you definitely sense a secondary source to it, energy that didn't seem like it belonged or felt different. In that moment, you could tell that it was yellow. Do you think her hand is glowing when it gets shoved off of the crystal by the energy? You put your hand on it, and then as the connection breaks, your hand is repulsed back by a small crackle of this purple lightning. And it doesn't damage you, but it shoots you back like a reverse magnetism. It forces you to stumble back. She does. Mutters under her breath. Family business. What have you done? He's looking at you. His eyes are wide, but there's fury. He's not worried. He's angry. He glances over his shoulder and then back to you, looking back towards one of the tunnels and then back to you. What's down that tunnel? That is the exit where I will be escorting you now. Wonderful. He's taking deep, quick breaths in and out of his nose as he tries to maintain his composure, closes his pincer on your arm, your only arm. God, he's uh, going to snip it right off. Pulls you up to your feet very roughly. Thank you. For your time and your cooperation. You're very welcome. Are you going to go back down? Oh, yeah, she's leaving. You start to walk that way, and he's following a couple of feet behind you. And when you round a bend, there is a team of four of those guards with rifles leveled at you. Oh, at me? Yep. Mm. As you guys round the corner, they're just standing there waiting for you. Firearms pointed in your direction at you and Pavi. Okay. From behind you, Cyril says... You should have listened to your grandfather when he told you not to come here. Why'd he tell me not to come? For your own safety, I imagine. There was always a hit squad here for me. I'm not important enough for a whole hit squad. We keep personnel on hand in case anything goes awry, as it most certainly has. Now you're right, there is much that needs doing in this city. And I'm afraid if you can't be trusted... You'll just have to sit this one out. Take them away. He waves a claw at the guards. One of them walks forward. Corey rifle leveled at you and says, through a modulated helmet, 
Come along, Regulator. We can sort all this out later. It's time to go have yourself a nice stay in our exclusive resort. I didn't know we had a resort down here. It's very exclusive. Oh, wonderful. Move it. Athena attacks. That's going to be initiative. Yeah. Do you want peace back? I would. Uh, because <laughs> this guy is classified as a true enemy, Damn. unfortunately. So I will give you this back, or if you would like to draw a new card, I'll let you do that. Because you did play this in good faith, and unfortunately, mm. this specifically applies to the subtext of the card. See, I knew playing it would be a gamble, but... I always want to try to enable those roleplay moments, but I'll this is another card. this is a character that does specifically exist as an enemy for you right now. <laughs> Athena, Queen of Spades, Pavi, Five of Diamonds, Cyril, Joker, Goons, Four of Clubs. Joker can act at any point in the round and True. gets plus two to everything they do and plus two to damage as well. Because he had just commanded them to take you away, he was not assuming there would be a fight, but I think as soon as it becomes clear that you are about to fight back, his Joker allows him to see your intention there. Actually, let me do something here. I swear to God, if you snip off her other arm, I'm going to be so put out. 11. Spoiler, he has danger sense because he is part Vel. Oh. So that's what he has from his... Oh, well, so is Athena. I looked up Danger Sense earlier. That's what okay. I was looking up because I wanted to see if it would count for him with you trying to go touch the crystal. I don't know if I didn't know if that would set off his Danger Sense. Danger Sense says your hero can sense when something bad is about to happen. When rolling for surprise, they add plus two to notice to act in the first round. With a raise, they start the encounter on hold. In other situations not covered by surprise, like a sniper shot, a pit trap, poison drink, etc., Danger Sense gives them a notice at minus two to detect the hazard. I think in this case, because there was no actual impending danger to your person, I'm going to say it doesn't apply because they were planning on taking you away, right? They weren't actually going to shoot you until you decided to act. So I think it doesn't apply there. I think that sounds right. I did roll danger sense for him to sense that you're going to act, even though it doesn't matter because he's a joker. So he is closer to Pavi. So his first action is going to be, he's going to try to grapple Pavi with his claws to use as leverage against you. Oh boy, that's good leverage. She loves Pavi so much. So Pavi has D6 athletics. That sounds right. That sounds right. Gave him a D6 as well. Mostly a nerd, but not fully a nerd. So his first, <laughs> he got a five plus two is seven. Pavi got a five. So he gets a success with no raise. Pavi is entangled, which means she can't move and she's distracted. Cyril sees you spring into action and leaps into action himself gets up behind Pavi before she can act, grabs her elbow in one of his claws and puts the other one on the back of her neck in a vice, kicks her in the back of the knee to force her down onto one knee. Ah, oh, shit. Oh, and I get an extra Benny because he drew a joker. I spent one of his earlier, so he still has two and I still have one, so three. Cool. He kicks Pavi down and he says, really, you want to play games with your friend's life? Go ahead. Submit. And Athena, it's your turn. Athena wants to multi-action. Cool. Athena wants to teleport Pavi out of his grip and also herself up to where Pavi is and fucking run away. So you're just teleporting both of you? Yeah. Okay, so that's that would actually be a single action. Oh no, but then we run. Okay, like so... Like we're cheesing it. Gotcha, okay. So then uh, your cast rolls at a minus two. Roll me your teleport. 
And just to be clear, right now, you guys have started walking back through that tunnel, so you're in a tunnel right now. There is mm-hmm. no verticality to this. Basically, she's trying to teleport them back the way they came, okay. past everybody else. Gotcha. I did blow up my six, so I'm going to see... Back into the crystal room? Yes. Okay, cool. So that's a... It would have been a eight. It's an eight. Success of the raise, that means you can go 50 meters, 50 yards, 50 meters. The guy points a gun at her. Does he, like, poke her with it? You guys rounded the bend to find several guards with guns leveled at you. So he gave the orders for them to move you out. One of them took steps towards you, but was not within melee range. They're smart enough that they're not going to get right next to a pair of regulators, one of whom is a known quantity. These people know who you are. They know what you're capable of, to some extent. That's fair. So there's nobody right next to you. She takes a step backwards, almost like she's jumping off a building to wingsuit off of, Mm -hmm. tuck and roll, but instead she just turns into a lightning bolt that goes through Pavi, takes Pavi with her, and ends up back in the main crystal chamber. That is awesome. I would like you to take a Benny for that cool description. They reappear, and I don't think they stagger, at least Athena doesn't. Pavi might. Pavi had been on her knees, so she reappears in the same position and is probably just... (laughs) Athena lifts her up by the hood of her jacket. I don't think she got a good grip on her in lightning form. Mm -hmm. We gotta fucking go. Starts dragging her towards the stairs. (laughs) she, She fumbles on her feet for just a moment before she is on her feet right behind you. At this point, you teleported far enough that it'll take their movement to get back to where you are. And they know what direction you went in, so they're going to be pursuing you here. Right. What is your next intention? Trying to leave the cave network? Or are you trying to go deeper into it? Trying to leave. Okay. For now. Okay. She obviously really wants to find out what's down there. Other pressing matters. So she's running back up towards the scaffolding that they came down to get to the main crystal floor. At this point, you have a good lead on them for running. So maybe we just do dramatic tasks. Does that make sense? that sounds good. Okay. She might still try and fire on this guy as they're leaving. Are you you shooting to kill? Are you trying to wound? What is your goal with that? I mean, if he shows back up, she wants to incapacitate him. In a chase like this, you probably see the guards coming after you, but not him Not him? Okay, if there's no him, they're gonna fucking run. All right, then let's do a dramatic task to completely get out of here between you and Pavi. You need a total of five successes over three rolls. Okay. So I'll just just let you make the rolls and Pavi can roll to support you or something like that. Can I add my parkour, my free runner? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. (laughs) Using the skills she developed as a fun runner. As as a fun runner. (laughs) If you do not reach that threshold, it means that some of the guards are going to catch up. Maybe we'll do some quick resolution rolls or something. I really like quick encounters. encounters They're super cool. Let's do more of them then, just for stuff. I like them, because when I'm listening to APs, I tap out so hard during combat a lot of the time. So if it was just like snappy quick shit that would be accomplished over 20 minutes anyway, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I try not to have drawn out combat situations that I don't think will be interesting, which is like this one. It was a couple of guys with guns who were trying to escort you. So pretty typical goons. I think it makes sense to breeze past that since you escaped the main threat. So, would you like to make your first athletics roll? Can Pavi support? Yes, she can. Let's so say um, plus two for my fun running. As opposed to all athletics, because I think that would be dull. Let's say if you're trying to get out like undetected and not have people chasing you, it'll be three successes for athletics and then two successes for stealth. You have to get the athletics before you go to the stealth. 
Do you think this should be just rolling against a target number or should it be opposed rolls with the people chasing you? Ah, how fast are these mooks? They're professional guards. These guys probably have a D8 athletics, Better but mine. they're not wild cards. So mm. let's, let's do that. I'll roll against you. So first one, they got a four. Threes. Both threes. Uh, I'm going to Benny it. But you got plus oh, two. Oh, plus two. So that's five. So you got a five. So cool. that's one success. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Actually, if we're doing opposed rolls, it probably shouldn't be a set number of successes. It should probably be a set number of rolls to see who comes out on top. I like that. Right? Okay. So you're at one. Let's go again. They got a two. Thirteen. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so you easily, easily outstrip these guys. Maybe they're also teleporting as they go. Pavi, she has her hand in her only hand, mm -hmm. and she's just zapping them up through the scaffolding. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's really traveling cool. Traveling up the metal and... I like that a lot. That's really neat. It's very bright, very pretty. Purple, pink light. So maybe we pull back and get a much broader shot of the crystal room, sort of like the stairwell shots that we've done. We see all the catwalks, the metal staircases spiraling upwards, and we just see these purple bolts of energy coursing through the railings, and then Pavi and Athena poof into existence momentarily, take another couple of steps, again. and then they're gone again. So we just see them jumping up through the scene. I think it's just so Athena can reorient and remember where on the staircase they've popped out. I like that. So she just whips around, looking, her hair's bouncing around, and looking at Pavi like, you good? And then they go. Yeah. She um, does not wait for a response, because everything's not good. Of course. It's a rhetorical, are you good? No, she's ride or die, don't worry. We see the team of four guards sprinting out of the tunnel, Two of them start up the staircase. One of them turns and looks up the catwalk, squats down, and just does a power jump straight up to smash onto one of the catwalks. Cool. So we watch him sort of Hulk jumping up after you. Oh, God damn. One of them's a Yara with the extra sets of spider legs that begins to scale after you, and you see them hefting their rifle, taking pot shots as you reappear. And it's a quarry rifle, so the beams could get absorbed by the big crystal mm -hmm. if need be. It's like a bright yellow. You easily outstrip them. You get back up to where you were, the familiar passageways leading out of the offices and back to the city. So for the stealth segment, you need two successes in total, and I'll roll against some perception here. Okay. Just for the awareness of other guards who might have been alerted. She crouches around the corner just real quick looking and whispers to Pavi, okay, don't breathe for a second while this is spooling up. I'll try, but my rattle might go off. She just nods with a knowing, it's all good, and blows the metal around them. A whirlwind of glitter. You want to roll for that? Yes. So it's a minus four penalty to see you with a success or a minus six with a raise. Well, I got an eight. An eight. Okay. That's pretty good. Well, they get a five minus six. So negative. So you guys are invisible. You're, you're completely gone. <laughs> Man, Athena's good at this stealth stuff, apparently. Apparently, yeah. Even Pavi's able to keep it under wraps. She clings to you just to make sure she can still... Yeah. tell where you are. Oh, Athena's uh, hand has not left hers. Yeah, she has night vision, but she does not have infravision. Although the Yara do, and some Karnak do. We get a couple of quick shots of Athena and Pavi. Maybe we see their dusty, ephemeral outline as they're invisible. But as you make your way back through the offices, you hear booted footsteps running down a couple of different corridors. You catch sight of a few more of these guards pointing and directing one another, relaying information, and just trying to find you but you're able to make your way the whole way back out without any additional complications. Well I think done. they're still invisible when they get on the bike. Makes sense, yes. <laughs> so we just... Uh, a guard on the outside just sees a bike fucking take off. 
there are no guards. On, oh, there were yeah, any no gu- guards. No guards. There are the no guards on the outside. So after you leave the main administrative area with all the offices, as you're about to turn to the right to head back out of the cave network itself, you feel Vi bristle inside again, and your attention is magnetically drawn back to the left, deeper into the caves and you get another flash from when you touched the crystal and that mental map flashed in your head and you know that that would be the direction to go if you're trying to go deeper. Athena puts out a feeling that says very clearly, we will, later. Roll me a spirit. This one's going to be to minus two. Yeah. Seven. Seven, okay. She just puts out a feeling of current danger. You feel the palpable disappointment and anguish from Vi, but there's also a thread of understanding that elation is quickly leaving you with a feeling of something closer to despair or misery maybe the last shot we get is pavi's bike which was parked off to one side you two are invisible the bike's kickstand gets removed and it writes itself seemingly of its own accord turns on and then begins to right to home going back to the apartment yeah we gotta get tuka okay so you guys are flying across the city and at some point the invisibility dissipates again. Maybe the dust is blowing. Blows off in the breeze. Yeah, blows yeah. off in the breeze, cool. revealing you little by little until you're fully within sight again and the metal shards recongeal back under your arm. I don't think they put on their helmets just because it would have been weird and conspicuous. <laughs> the helmet's just floating in there. But as she... Sounds like an album cover. <laughs> as the invisibility wears off, Athena grabs back where the helmets get strapped on when they're not in use, puts Pavi's on first... And then hers. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You guys are on the comm channel as she's flying back towards the apartment. So what the hell does that mean? Um. They said they were going to keep us, so they weren't trying to kill us. No, that's why I didn't try to kill them. But do you think they would have if you weren't, you know, who, who you are? I don't know. Oh, boy. I didn't get any kind of weird feeling off that guy. Uh, <sighs> He's got gold on him when I looked. Gold? Glittery, shiny gold. Um, have you seen anything like that? No, but I know there's one rat bastard that's at the mine constantly with gold eyes. Bolt's stupid hot uncle. There's a moment of silence and she says, hot. You didn't see him. <laughs> <laughs> she says with distaste. Huh. Athena has so little patience for overly attractive people. <laughs> Nothing but... Because Athena can never have the attractive edge. <laughs> She's no. only a D4 vigor. Yeah, someday. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. I felt where there... Something's down there in the mines below the chamber. It's out of the way. It's hidden. It's like they built it around it to keep it out of sight. I don't know what it is, but Vi wants to go there. I thought Vi wanted to go to the crystal, and the crystal thought was super cool, but I gotta go deeper. Not now. <laughs> Not right now, but there's something down there. Oh, good. More questions. But that's something, right? That's something. That's that's, that's, that's more than we had. Yeah. Good. Athena's got a lot of adrenaline right now. A lot of high-pitched yeah. back and forth. <laughs> you can feel the quivering in Pavi's body as you're hanging on to her. And you guys are both, I'll say, battle-hardened. I mean, you've you've been in enough scrapes that... Those jitters wear off for Athena a lot faster than they used to. Yeah, and I think... Because she's just in scrapes constantly. That is a a big part of it, right? Is the more you're in situations like that, the more desensitized you become to it. 
Pavi doesn't seem quite as used to it as you are, and pretty quickly it starts to die away. Mm. Before long, you touch down right outside of your apartment. You're able to put your bike in your garage and make your way up to the flat. Again, the relatively quiet city, the lack of foot traffic outside even at this hour of the night. Strange, cool, alien. Unnerving. You had instructed Tuka to. She had been waiting She's just there hanging, for you guys yeah. as you went out to talk Tuka to Hollerishi. Right. Just hanging out, being pals. What's your goal back at your apartment? Getting everybody to go to the spire because it might not be safe at the apartment. Are you filling them in on what happened? No. Or just being like, all right, we talked to Hollerishi. Yep. The broad strokes of the Hollerishi conversation, but maybe omit that they went to the mines since Lepaco would not like that. No problem. <laughs> He's going to find out eventually, but... Yeah, let's just fast forward through that scene. You stop by at the apartment. Tuka and Lepaka were there waiting for you. You give them the broad strokes of speaking with Halarishi. You completely admit... You completely omit. Yeah. It's the opposite of admit. <laughs> so you omit going to the mines. For and, now. For now. It's and, just not prudent information currently. Sure. And you are going to go to the spire. When you had spoken with Roth, he basically said, be here tomorrow morning with your team, right? Yep. At this point, it's still, like, in the middle of the night. Regardless of what time it is, they're going to hunker down in the task force room Mm -hmm. until it's time to go talk to Roth. Get a a few moments of shut-eye, or she's going to try. You can definitely go to the task force room, that's fine. When you arrive at the Spire, there are still crowds. They seem to have died down a little bit compared to earlier. Maybe they've got some messaging going on to give people more instructions and to direct them and things like that. So it's not quite as crowded. There's a very tired-looking Rebexi still at the desk. How does an arrow look tired, you decide? The droop of the neck. Yeah, I think so. The posture, the bow of her eyes. As you're walking in, she tries to flag you down before you go to the task force room. She goes over to Rebexi. Gives you a small nod and says, They've called an emergency session of the council. Makes sense. They're in session right now. I'll let them know that you're here. Okay. If you want to go and wait, maybe they call you. Otherwise, you meet with Roth whenever he's around. Okay. Should I, do you think I should just go up and wait in the area? Uh, if you want to. I don't know if they're going to call you right away or not. Mm. Oh, it's so far to walk back from the task force room. I'll just go up now. Okay, I'll let them know. I'm glad you're okay. Thanks. Thanks for taking care of Gene. He's such a mess when we're not around. <laughs> I'm coming around on my first name, by the way. Oh, are you? A little bit. Hmm. I wonder why. Who could say? With age comes wisdom. <laughs> huh. You're not wrong about that. She brightens a little bit when you guys are talking, but then sobers up again. Does she still have the little flower Athena made for oh, her? Oh, of course. Nice. Still got that middle flower on her desk. Good. Athena worked hard on that one. Mm-hmm. The spire is, of course, the largest structure in Caldonix. It goes straight up all the way to the ceiling of the cavern, which is lower over the city proper rather than out over the waterfront. Mm-hmm. But it's still tall enough that you cannot generally see the very top just From walking the around the city, yeah. especially if it's foggy and cloudy, which right now it's not. There are corkscrew-style elevators that line the exterior of the spire, and that's where the regulators leap from in the wingsuits. You know that there is a separate elevator that goes up to the council chambers, which are at the very, very top of the spire connecting to the ceiling. So it looks out over the entire city and is generally not seen except when it's in use, and then you can always see the telltale glow way, way high up. 
and it's not often used because I don't know what frequency the council meets on, probably only when there's major events or scheduled meetings, like once every however many weeks. Yeah, infrequent. It's definitely strange that there was a council meeting in the middle of the night, but given everything that just happened, yeah. you know. So, okay. Uh, I think Athena got dressed in something that is not a purple jacket (laughs) out of respect. Sure. She's a big fan of the casual regulator wear, the tactile neck, little tank top, turtleneck. She does put a jacket on over her shoulders just so people don't have to look at her bandages. That's rude. Gotcha. Badge on hip. Tired. (laughs) We just see her crushing a two-hour energy can into the trash (laughs) as she's going towards the elevator. Are you taking anybody up with you or are you going up solo? She'd take Pavi. Okay. Tuca got a rest, and I don't think Tuca wants to see her uncle. (laughs) Tuca and Lepako will wait for you down in the Wonderbolt Task Force room. The elevator that goes up to the council chambers is a little bit bigger than the one that goes up and down in the spire proper. It's lit a little bit more. It's just a little bit nicer. It doesn't jostle quite as much. It doesn't jostle quite as much. <laughs> but you and Pavi get in and you start to take the long trip up. As you are still claustrophobic, I would like you to make me a spirit roll. I can do that. Well, it's a one-on-one, but it's a four-on-the-other. How do you hold it together this time? I don't know if it's her that does it. I think it's just her bone weariness. She can't be bothered to be afraid right now. I think that makes sense. Definitely been there. Plops her head on Pavi's shoulder, which is so much lower, so she has to scooch down the wall a little bit. (laughs) Just her, like, slightly hunched over like a (laughs) goblin. She puts an arm around you, ruffles your hair a little bit. I think she leans over and kisses you on the forehead, and she just says, Thanks for saving me again. Of course. What, you think I'm going to leave you there? No. With a claw on your neck? No, but I'm allowed to be thankful that my friend saved me. Well, you're welcome. Yeah. But you didn't need to say thank you, because of course. And rolls, I love you. Rolls her eyes lovingly, pats your head. We'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the vibe going to be up there, you think? Bad. But how bad? Yelling bad or quiet bad? Um... Tan used to be zesty, but... I think some people are going to be yelling. I hope it's Roth. He'd yell over everybody else. I guess we'll find out. Before long, the elevator dings. Dual doors slide open into a wide foyer, an antechamber, before the actual council chamber itself. You've probably been here at least once, if not on official business. It's an elevator you can take. Maybe you snuck away one time and you're like, ooh, I'm not supposed to go up there, but I will. <laughs> Maybe her grandfather asked her to come up at some point. Yeah, it's very, very likely so. The antechamber, there are four regulators standing guard with a couple armaments. They all have the purple pacification badge. And when the door opens with a ding, they're all training weapons on the doorway. When they see that it's you and Pavi, they relax. Athena gives a very half-hearted regulator salute. The lead one salutes back. Council chamber's in session. We heard... Thought we might be called upon. That's what we were told. So we just came up so we wouldn't take up too much time. We'll just wait. He nods at this. There's a sitting room off to one side with a table and chairs. <laughs> a tiny pod coffee. Man. <laughs> there you Alaricorp go. would do that shit. K-cup motherfuckers. Yeah, absolutely. Makes a nice one for Pavi that she will sip off of also. <laughs> sure. So the lead pacifier nods to you and says, I'll announce your presence. Oh, thanks. You guys go off to the side room. They disappear into the chambers, come out momentarily. 
you probably wait somewhere between 20 and 30 minutes before one of the pacifiers comes back over. All right, they're asking for you. Thank you. Here we go. Nods to you. Escorts you to the council chamber itself, which is just beyond the doorway they're guarding. This is the top of the pillar. The room is a large circle, sculpture-like thrones in equal distance from one another. On the upper ring, closer to the windows, dimmer lighting allows the city glow from beneath to shine through the windows. There's a circular indent in the floor and a well-lit wide table scattered with maps and assorted paperwork. If you have a fear of heights, you might be prone to vertigo looking in this. What's Roth doing? Is he here? There's an enormous circular table in the middle that is just covered with documents and a giant map of the city, all sorts of items strewn about. He is bent over that. When you walk in, there's obviously a conversation that has been ongoing. Somebody is talking and then another voice shouts over them as you walk into the room itself, Pavi trailing slightly behind you. It dies away and everybody turns to look at you. Athena just stands at attention. She's got no smart words right now because that's a bad idea. Everyone turns to you with the exception of Roth, who is still bent over the city. Roth turns to face you last. Arbiter Photius Roth takes a couple of great steps towards you, his black leathery tail trailing along the ground with a slight whisper, gives you a small nod. Regulator Sedaris, you are present because you have the most factual knowledge of current events and appear to be uniquely situated for such an endeavor. Most fortunate for all of us. She nods making very firm eye contact mm-hmm. with his one... Does he turn to the yeah, side? Yeah, he, he generally turns to the side when he's talking to somebody. And in this situation, I think it serves him well because he can keep the other eye on the, the other half members. of the room. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. He returns that nod with a toothy grin. As such, you are our leading expert on whatever it is we are facing in this situation. I would like for you to give us your account and state your qualifications, please. Athena would start talking at a measured pace, trying not to trip over her own retelling that she's done a bunch of times at this point, starting with meeting Zeev in the park, sort of, with Tuca weeks ago as her first encounter, Mm -hmm. how they played into the drug fog riots several weeks prior, that they had been looking for him. I don't think she mentions Silas being missing, but then that an injury briefly knocked her out of the line of duty. Are you saying anything about multicolored eyes? Are you talking about the red eyes, the yellow eyes? Nothing like that. Nah, unless Roth brings it up. She's going to let him read the room on that one. Sure. She's going to tell them about the shard, how the people got sucked away, and then she's going to tell them about the location of the barge, which is where the eyewitnesses saw the cloud going. She would like to mention her worry for the state of the main crystal in the mines, being that the city is so dim and cold. She would tell them about being inside the cloud and seeing everyone fall asleep. The reason Regulator Lepaka was not present to back that up is that he already has, and attempting to stay awake in the cloud heavily fatigued him. When you're describing being in the cloud, you don't say anything about yellow eyes or the yellow-eyed fog or... Not to the room as a whole. Okay, do you describe the eye in the cloud? Yes. Describe it as a large, glowing, yellow chameleon eye, almost like a hologram. Sekaton, the Baron, is the first one to interject and speak to you as you're talking. 
He oversees the Cald, which is the vast majority of Caldonics. It's like the general population, general services, specifically they handle a lot of agriculture, while the Cassians do a lot of hunting deep in the tunnels and bring resources back from that. The Cald is all about farming, renewable resources, and they fill in most of the gaps of general infrastructure. So they're like the government employees and people who just make the cogs turn. Tan sits on the Baron's throne, a wooden throne that is carved out to look as if there are flowering vines and ivy wrapping around it, the bounty of the called painstakingly shaped out of the wood. It looks worn and comfortable. There is a very cozy-looking pelt draped over the seat and the armrests itself. Tan, with his plum purple skin, nakir, snake-slitted eyes, dark hair, a weathered face with a serious expression. The last time you spoke, he was not your biggest fan. Maybe but slightly a lot's more a fan now. Regulator Sedaris, do you have any idea how this Zeev has amassed such power in such short period of time? How he's capable of doing such a thing? I think he's siphoning people's quarry. And I think he's siphoned the mind somehow. All for himself. Because I think everyone in this room would agree... No one person should be able to do what he did today by himself. Hmm. It's unprecedented, but we also live in a very volatile and changing world. I think it's as reasonable as anything. Also important to notice, aside from council members, each of them has an attache of one or two people in their retinue who are just nearby in case they need something, and occasionally somebody will walk up and they'll exchange whispered words or you know, hand them a glass of water or something like that. And you're, uh, you believe that there's some sort of connection to the main crystal in our city? You have reason to believe we should be concerned about this? My main concern stems out of his personal experience. He did effects, visual effects at the Shard during Shazad fights. So he has knowledge of manipulating the husk of the shard and its energies, which is all connected to the main crystal. After the main drain, it diverts not all of it, but a lot of it, as the curator would be able to back me up on that. The room's attention does turn to the curator, your grandfather, Darius Sedella. I don't think she's seen him since she lost an arm. You note that Darius... He looked in your direction to acknowledge your presence, but he has not been looking at you during all of this. He oversees the Nixians, who are in charge of the mine, the power plant operations, as you dub them, crystal production, energy production, and shipping within the city. Darius sits upon the Curator's Throne, a craggy and magnificent crystalline structure created and shaped from a large depleted crystal husk. Looking through it is almost like looking through a large sheet of ice, the interior of it refracting light in different ways, but still perfectly clear. The room's attention turns to him. One of his subordinates walks forward, a small Nakir woman with mousy brown hair and freckled skin. She has a paper in front of her, clears her throat. The, the energy fluctuation was immense. A spike in drawn power of this magnitude from an outside source was uh, unthinkable. The only similar readings were the mine collapse several years ago, and, and she points over to you the night of the fog and riots a few weeks back. She perks up with that because she did not hear about that. Darius waves a hand at her and says, There was no conclusive proof the variation was linked to the terrorist assault of the city. 
We don't have all the facts and we must jump to conclusions. The Nakir woman is about to say something else and he waves his hand and she takes a demure step back. Is that why the highways were shut down that night? Everyone turns back to you. Darius, his eyes slightly narrowed. He's looking in your direction, but not at you. That would be a likely correlation. It is possible, but we don't know for sure. Remington Sato sits on the Sato Novi throne. It's made up of an elegant wrapping of wires and precious metals wound around weathered railroad ties from the train line into Caldonix and the one that spans the belt on the surface. Sato Novi is a combination of two enterprises into one. They cover most of the shipping, inbound and outbound, from Caldonix distribution on the surface, a lot of manufacturing on the surface, and some odd stuff here and there, materials, raw materials. They're all about communication, information, the news. Remington Sato, a white Karnak, sort of like the classic Chinese dragon. He's long and thin. He floats in the air. He's got smaller limbs with three-fingered talons. Hell of a mustache. Hell of a mustache, a long mane of hair. He's dressed in fineries with a small pair of spectacles perched on his nose. So we are to believe that your main power source can be harnessed by any who would stumble upon it to use it. Huffs out a small chuckle. I thought your security was better than that, as he bobs up and down in the air. Maybe more of a regulation presence at the mines for the time being would be advisable. Darius cuts back in again and says, I think the regulators have quite enough on their plate as it is. We have enough guards at the mine. And besides, if he were to strike again, it's not as though we'd be able to stop him with guards, is it? Based on what you've said. We're acting under the assumption that he is working alone but we don't know that. Seeing as it's such an asset to the city and its interests, I think it should be more guarded. A rumble of assent from definitely Tawn and Lizeth. The mousy-haired woman perks up a little bit and steps forward tentatively. She's not sure if she's allowed to. Athena looks and nods in her direction like, she, she wants to hear what this lady's going to say. She says, um, if, if it matters at all, the energy readings are extremely low right now, almost as though it's been drained a second time for the day. So it's not nearly as volatile as it might be. The, the rest of the city appears to be running on lower power too. Darius looks down, glares at her. Athena angles a thankful nod her way. She smiles when she sees you, but then takes a few steps back when she sees Darius. Athena will add... With the amount of veins going throughout the city, I doubt he came to the mine to siphon it off. Most likely he just did it through the shell of the shard itself or through a vein running through a tunnel. We're not lacking for those. You just need to find one. Normally they're too dangerous, but if he's got some power to throw around from stealing other people's, he might have felt bold enough to. So we need to find out how he's doing it and shut off access. It's Zaxpizadar who turns to you and addresses you. Laracorp, although the head of which is Galassi Zadar, Zaxpizadar sits on the Olaricorp throne. Olaricorp, as we know, is the general corporation. They handle the rest of equipment manufacturing. They're sort of the called counterpart. They have general services. They have a lot of bodies, people, personnel, and a lot of widespread influence on the surface and they handle the rest of distribution. This throne visually towers, mimicking the silhouette of the tallest skyscraper in Olera. 
The top is being struck by lightning, spun out of threads of glass that refract the low light of the room in prisms on the ceiling and on the face of the man sitting upon it. Dressed in a fine pinstripe suit, one leg crossed over the other, hands clasped on his knee, he looks thoughtful, not concerned, but he turns to you with a relaxed arrogance. He's got long, narrow features, looks very much like Bolt, flowing golden hair, but there's more intelligence in his eyes. And do you have any suggestions on how we might go about doing that? I believe if we find him, he will lead us to his source. If we exhaust him, he'll need to draw on it again. We can find him and it simultaneously. When they're panicked in a battle situation, they're not always thinking the clearest. They're trying to find their best course for survival, and that would be his. And your plan is to go to where this barge was, poke around, and hope for the best? Unless you have a better one. We're out of time. People are dying. Oh, we don't know that. She gives him a look, a very steady, come the fuck on look. He, he turns away from you and is speaking to the other council members now. We simply don't have enough information. If we work on hearsay, we could be diving into a terrible situation. I think more importantly, the city has come to a halt. That could affect everyone. It's a tragedy that these people are lost temporarily, of course, but what's going to happen while they're gone? We need to fill those ranks. We need to make sure the city doesn't fall apart in their absence. Temporary could become permanent if we don't act swiftly and decisively. I don't disagree, but I don't think we have enough information to act on yet. But what we do know is that there are empty positions that need to be filled. That's where we can help. I'm sure Alaricorp would be more than happy to volunteer boats and bodies for the rescue effort, but those people will be returning home shortly. Well, that might be, but that's for the council to decide, Ricky. I was simply called upon for my opinions. Your operational opinions, not your economic opinions. Thank you. Opinions are opinions. She says and looks <laughs> off. <laughs> Takes a sip of the coffee she's still holding for some reason. He sips from his water, looking happy as ever. Lizeth racks the enormous blue karnic. She's a dillion, so she's big and beefy. Got a horn on her nose. She's, she's kind of triceratops-like. Frills. The frill would appear to be shards of cori crystal embedded throughout her body. She's a link. You've seen her in action. She's quite formidable. She's so cool. Athena's keeping it together. Head of the Cassians, in charge of overseeing the tunnel network that goes deeper into the mountains, keeping track of and stopping any kind of incursions from the creatures that try to push up from down there. Many types of what you might consider monstrosities that have been warped by the Cori energy in the last centuries. Lizeth Rax, who is magnitude magnificent. We've seen her in action. And the Cassians are almost universally renowned as mighty warriors. Lizeth sits upon the Kassar's throne. It's a throne of dark metal and bone, with spears pointing upwards from the chair back to the ceiling, shields surrounding and supporting the bulk of the structure, and trophies from the tunnel in the form of horns and claws and chitin that are artfully displayed all over it. She says, Well, this sounds like Cassian work to me. I mean, we're going down into the tunnels. We're much more used to fighting what's down there. And if he's hiding down there, you can be sure he's not by himself. Or at least that there won't be other stuff lurking around. I agree. My concern is <laughs> everyone in the cloud fell asleep, and if he can do that again, we can't have more Cassians lost. This has to be a small strike. Small and swift. And what sets you apart? 
Why should you go and not us? She taps her circlet. I was awake. I saw everything. It has to be some kind of psionic that's putting people to sleep. And, uh, and what's that? And she points at your head where you're just tapping. It's an augment I, uh, developed on the surface. It blocks mental intrusions. It's been very useful. She smiles. When you say on the surface, Sekaton specifically shifts in his seat and looks a little grumpier. My team has been getting outfitted with them mm. as they've seen my prior situation and became concerned. Gestures at Pavi and taps her ear. Zaxby says, As the good regulator has pointed out, we have access to far greater technologies on the surface than can be developed regularly down here. We have more bodies, more opportunities. If we had the opportunity to study this diagram, we could begin mass production immediately, which would allow a much greater force to infiltrate. Oh, fun fact. I pulled this out of my blood, so I don't think that came from your laboratories. I didn't say it did. I said we have technology, and we could replicate that technology if you would share it with us we could then use to outfit the rest of the forces that would need to go into the tunnel, and we wouldn't need to rely on a small strike force. She looks at Roth. Want to get his vibe on that? Probably squinting. Roth is all squints. Now he's splitting his distrust between you and Zaxby both. He's looking between both of you with the same expression. I believe time is of the essence, and that is not practical for the immediate future. Zaxby waves a hand and says, it's for the council to decide, and, uh, I'm only here to provide positive options that could see us through to the other side. Far be it for me to discount something out of hand. She's listening to Roth and thinking, if the crystal did dip down on the night of the riots, that would make sense if that was a test run for Zeev to see how big a cloud he could make. Shakes her head. There's some slight murmurs around the room. It's worrying to me that something like that wasn't reported she said with a sad smile to those involved with that specific investigation because some lives might have been saved otherwise. Who's she looking at? The ceiling. It's Darius then who speaks and says, the appropriate reports were passed along to the appropriate personnel and just leaves it at that, not looking at you. She nods, looking at the map on the table. As you're speaking here, the door behind you opens Another figure walks into the room, Rotu Cyril. Damn it. just seen at the, the mines <laughs> some time him. ago. <laughs> Should have killed him right away. He walks into the room. You're still standing closer to the doors. So again, the room turns as he enters and you're the first thing that he sees and his eyes fix on you and narrow slightly before his expression goes back to a placid neutral. And he takes measured but purposeful steps around the room going to Darius. Discussion continues while this happens. Doesn't look like it's uncommon for somebody to walk in to deliver messages or things like that. So conversation continues, but you watch Cyril walk to Darius, puts a hand on his forearm and leans in and begins to whisper into his ear. I think he's going to cast empathy on both of them. On both of them? Yeah. Okay, well, she well, wants that'll to be see- two different casts. She wants to see the flow of conversation, mm-hmm. but silently. I'm going to Benny that one. Okay. That's garbage. Okay. Who is this for? Cyril. Cyril? Uh, I guess that's a four. That's, you know what, maybe it's fine. He also got a four. You met the target number. That's just a basic success. And this one's for Darius. Okay. Ah! 17. He got an eight. That is a success with a raise. Wonderful. So you can get a plus two for influencing Darius and a plus one for Cyril. 
As you cast it on both of them, you see both of their auras at once. You're just looking at them like a single photograph as this all happens. You see the same pink-purple hue to Darius's, and you see that same golden fringe on Cyril's. Cyril's aura is highly agitated. There are lots of reds and yellows and oranges. You can tell that he's on edge. There's just a cold fury there that's barely restrained, but also a sense of purpose. Darius's aura is extremely skittish. Blue for thoughtfulness, a lot of concern. You can tell yellows and oranges, he's wary. His aura is moving a lot faster and intermittently, so he's definitely on edge. There is a spike of both fear and anger as their exchange well. <laughs> goes forward, and then you do see him look ever so slightly in your direction, and his eyes are wide with that same surprise and anger. She's not looking at him. She's looking probably in the middle of the two seats, him and whoever's on his right or whatever, mm -hmm. just hitting the wall so she can still see the colors in her peripheral. As that is happening, the door opens again and another person comes in. Oh God, who is it? This person's just dressed in an Alaricorp business uniform. They're not somebody that you recognize. Gotcha. Uh, and they walk over to Zaxby step up to his throne and begin to whisper to him in much the same way. Well, I might as well check that shit out, too. I'm only gonna <laughs> cast it on Zaxby, though. Okay. Eight. Nine. Damn. Would can I re-roll like? it? In non-combat situations, you can. So go ahead and re-roll it. If you're not gonna Benny it, I'm gonna say that if you do it again, it might be obvious to him that you're scrutinizing him. Okay. Does it mean Could that I he... Benny it, then? Yeah. Yeah, okay. go ahead. I shall Benny. So like at some point there should be consequences, right? Mm, that's a seven. I'll just wait to scrutinize him. I'll go again. Eh, worse. Guess it doesn't work. You can keep trying it. You're going to keep spending power points, and the longer you're staring at him, the more obvious it might be that you're staring at him, right? One more roll for fucking Zaxby goddamn Zadar. Against his nine. Shit. Do you have Eight. conviction? <laughs> no. Shame. Uh... Yeah, that's all she got. I don't want to run out of points or anything. We get a shot of Athena squinting over in Zaxby's direction for a prolonged period of time. As he she does is. just squint at people sometimes. Uh, so he has his head bent, listening to this aide, swirling his water in his glass as he listens. Roll me a notice. Five. You do notice an expression somewhere between surprised and amused. Flick over his face very quickly and then it's gone. And that's about the time when the aide pulls away, he straightens up and he looks over at you and sees you squinting at him, quirks one eyebrow with a slight smile, holds up his water to you, a little salute, takes a sip, she does gives not you feel about that. a winning toothy smile. She doesn't like that. Athena's actions may not bear fruit, but man, do they bear consequences. <laughs> There's talk going on between the others. Roth brings things back together by speaking over everyone. Well, we've heard what Regulator Sedaris had to say. Do you have a plan, Sedaris? I have the beginnings of a plan, and I'd love opinions. Please, by all means. She walks over to the map and grabs one of the little battle markers mm -hmm. and plops it approximately where the barge was. This is where the cloud was heading, according to people within the city after the event. It withdrew very quickly. But it's damn sure just about where that barge was that we were investigating with the missing driver. 
So it would make sense that the tunnel entrance is around here somewhere in the wall of the cave. I don't think clouds can go underwater too easily, so that only leaves from the water line up to search. We do know he was a diver, so there's always the potential for a back door, but I think the main bulk of the people he stole away are up in the tunnel rafters, let's say. So if we have a small stealth team to go in, neutralize him before he realizes we're there. If the stealth strike does not work immediately, we can summon pacifier forces waiting outside through a psionic link for an unexpected show of force. We'll do psionic spot checks every 30 seconds to a minute. Drop these little UV pebbles down the road so people with goggles are able to see them and follow us, but not leave too much of a visible trail. We can drop them in one color, and if we have to double back, we'll start dropping them in another color so you know which one to follow. We can't pull in rescue boats too soon, because then that might tip him off a bit. I don't know how smart this guy is. Lizeth, the Kassar, leans in again and says, I remember Zeve. Yeah? Oh, a little bit. I never really dealt with him much. You know, he's one of, you said he's one of the VFX guys. Never really thought too much of him. He was always pretty quiet. I don't know how smart he was. So how how big is your team? How many people do you plan on taking into the tunnels? Three. Preferably four. She makes very strong eye contact with Roth. Remington Sato and Zax Bizadar both scoff and laugh a little bit when you say three, preferably four. Open ridicule. She just smiles at them. Tan is rubbing at his beard. Lizeth is watching you with a fixed expression. Darius has pursed lips. And you think that three, maybe four is going to be enough? I think he expended much of what he had stealing those people. So if we catch him now, we can't wait for Olera Corp augments to roll off the production line. We have to go and catch him or he will recharge and who knows what he's going to do next. Maybe sleeping it off in a cave somewhere. Wouldn't that be convenient? She says with a face that says that would be far too convenient. <laughs> Who's on the strike team that you're putting together? Myself, Sekapavi. She gestures back to where Pavi is standing. Tuka Sato. Everyone turns to look at Remington Sato now. And he rolls a claw in the air and says, The Sato family will always put our best foot forward. We want to do our best for the city as well as anyone else. I'm sure. He gives you a toothy grin similar to Roth's, but his is smarmier. Lizeth says, I'm confident in your own abilities. I've seen you in action. Plenty of us have. Even so, that's a very small number. It is. Would you accept one more into your midst? At my request. Who would it be? She shifts in her seat, looks off to her right, and from behind her seat walks the form of a very bulky-looking arrow. Oh, shit. Is and it that guy? That guy I high-fived? Oh, you yeah! You definitely uh, recognize that this was the guy who you had previously met as Marvelous Mr. Knuckles. Yes! Who was one of the aspirants that fought at the Shard. He's very wide. He's got heavy plating and polymer. Eight feet tall. Goddamn. Probably a couple hundred pounds. His arms are coiled lengths of this ropey looking wire synthetic muscles without skin over top of them his physique is just like a giant eight foot tall guy with no skin over his wiry musculature basically his head is a giant almost triangular plate 
I think I told you previously that looks kind of like a Krogan in Mass Effect. Nice. His eyes are a bar of crystal energy. When he speaks, move and undulate. Like a waveform? Like a waveform, yeah. Just under that. When it's in its resting position, the way it's placed on his face looks kind of like a mustache. (laughs) Nice. She holds a claw out and she says, One of my most trusted associates. He says, My name is Nemo. It would be my pleasure to accompany you if you would have me. She nods at that, but says, if he puts the cloud field up, you will fall asleep instantly. And I don't know that we'll be able to protect you while we're fighting. Nods to you in acquiescence. We have some hours before the operation is to begin. Yes? Yes. I will speak to the alloy. We will address this problem. I hope it's a quick conversation. I think it will be. Yes. Lizeth says, I have a lot of faith in you and Tuka both, but you need somebody who's used to fighting in tunnels. Somebody who could give you advice on the fly, not over communication that might be interrupted. I appreciate that, and gratefully accept. She nods in approval, and he says, Then I will go and make my preparations. Excuse me, please. And he stomps across the room and gives you a nod as he passes, and then disappears out the door. She wants to speak very low to Roth very quickly. Mm -hmm. Arbiter, I know it's not standard, but I would feel better about our chances if you were to accompany us. I've seen what you can do. Even with the press conference where the snipers showed up, you made that entire shell of Earth, and I don't want this tunnel to come down around us while we're trying to get people out. And you are outfitted, it would seem. As you get closer to him and start to whisper... He takes a few steps away from the table, sort of away from everybody mm-hmm. else, tries to pull you along with him, not physically, but makes yeah. it clear that he wants to talk over here. And he says, well, that depends. You willing to come clean with me yet? Or is this just some trap to bury me under the mountain so people forget about it? Could we speak in private? After the meeting. Yes. His eyes narrow to you, but he gives you a small nod. Conversation continues as you had been pulled away for just a moment. Maybe what pulls you two back is Tan is now on his feet, pointing at Zaxby. Oh, God. And he says, You will not treat our citizens as expendable or replaceable. Zaxby has his hands out at his side, completely at ease, and says, I'm not saying they're expendable, but there are there are shoes that need to be filled. You can't deny that. What if something goes wrong? Can even a day go by in the city if things aren't working correctly? Everything could fall apart. Are you willing to risk that over pride? Han looks down to you with that same angry glint, but you can't tell if he's angry at you. Lizeth says, I don't think we should make any hasty decisions until we can get our people back, or know if we're going to be gone for longer. If they are truly lost to us, at least let us fill their graves before you try to fill their boots. Zaxby says, My apologies. I'm simply a realist. I know it's difficult for all of you to imagine living down here so comfortably, but the world is a dangerous and unforgiving place, not prone to offering us the chance to sit around on our laurels and think about it. Sometimes you need to make the right decision for everyone. I'm aware. I wasn't speaking to you, Regulator. He says without even looking at you. Although everyone else does turn to you. Does that need his approval? She's the rest of them. Sure. Fuck this guy, he's never going to be on her team. I put forward a motion to immediately immigrate additional population and workforce equal to that which has been lost. I can ensure they begin arriving within hours. 
Remington very quickly speaks up and says, yes, We can ensure trains are moving around the clock, even add some additional in to ensure they reach you. As soon as they say that, Lizeth is also on her feet. Did you just hear what I said? No! She and Tan seem to be in solidarity, and then Sato and Zaxby both look over to Darius, who is now, to you at least, because you know this man, he is a quivering pile of anxiety. Yeah, he is just pale. His hands are shaking ever so slightly. He has not yet spoken. Zaxby says, all in favor. I. Remington says, I. Lizeth says, no. Tan says, no. Can Athena make a silent persuasion? Yeah, how do you want to affect the situation? I don't know if he would even look over at her, but the face she's making at him is just pleading. She's said her piece. He knows what she thinks. And she gets a plus two. You get a plus two. I'm giving you a minus four penalty to the roll because you went to the mines and kicked your way in there after he explicitly told you not to. Well, some shady shit's happening there. I'm not <laughs> I'm not saying you're in the wrong. I'm saying that that's, that's a direct consequence of your actions. So you're going to be rolling this at a minus two. Okay, here we go. As Darius looks over to you with a quivering head and you can see the breath about to leave his lungs as he looks over and sees Athena's expression. Oh, please. Okay, first Benny. Oh, yes! That's a nine. Including your penalties? Yeah. Damn, it's a success of the raise. I think she just does an inhale of breath and a jerk of her chin and some soulful fucking eyes. He licks his lips and he's about to speak when he glances over to Athena, maybe with an apology in his own eyes, and then he sees your... What, what is her expression? What is it about her expression that convinces him? It's steely panic, which generally is reserved for when she's physically being attacked. And he sees your expression. Breath catches in his lungs. He speaks says the word so softly that nobody can even hear it, and then he says, No. No, we'll not bring in additional personnel. Not yet. We hear Pavi in the background exhale. The rattle going, (laughs) (laughs) Turn around, she's wringing her hands. The rest of the room, there is stunned silence. Literally everyone else in the room, Lizeth and Tan, who are still on their feet, looking over at him, Baffled. Baffled hope, I think. A lot of the tension left them there. Sato looks surprised but amused. Zaxby. Zaxby has the same neutral expression, except his smile is much deeper. Brows are lower than they normally are. He says, very well. That's democracy. Pushes himself to his feet and says, well, it seems we've our plan then. As there's nothing further that a Lyricorp can do, I think I'll see myself out. Do call upon me once you realize what we have to bring to the table and how much you need it. Steps down from his throne and begins walking towards the door, right past you, Athena. He's walking by you, and he holds out a hand to shake yours. Regulator? Yeah, I guess she shakes his hand. As you grip, his, his grip is firm. He's not trying to crush you, it's just a normal handshake. And he says, in a low voice that only you can hear, I guess your grandfather was wrong about you. I guess you don't care about your family's safety after all. 
Oh, I thought you cared about yours. Meaning Bolt, obviously. Sure. He doesn't have to know that they're good pals. <laughs> she fed him a snail the other day. They're buddies, but he doesn't have to know that. Everything I do is for my family. Best of luck in the tunnels. I hear they're quite treacherous. Be seeing you. He's still holding it, and he does the double clasp, pats your hand with his other hand, mm -hmm. gives you one more toothy smile, but there's definitely a glint of burning fury in his eyes. Good! As he exits the room. Can she make a static field around herself that makes his hair fluff up? <laughs> sure, roll me your essence die. Yes, they both flew up. 17. It's not purple visible static, but it does emanate from her. So when he walks past her, his hair fluffs up like he touched a plasma ball. Excellent. You can take a penny for this. His hair fluffs up. His hands slip into the pockets of his tailored slacks. See if he notices. <laughs> One and a six. Okay. As he gets to the door, his hair is just fluffed out <laughs> behind him in this ridiculous crescent. The door slides open and the pacifiers are there. You distinctly hear one of them go. <laughs> <laughs> That's all she As needs. He, he turns to the pacifier, feels his hair, and then turns back to you with this hatred in his eyes. And that's when the doors slide shut again. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the meeting continues. They discuss details and particulars. They ask Athena for opinions when relevant. And you put together the seeds of the plan that you'd been talking about, and we can go into further detail when it's appropriate. After the meeting, she says to Pavi, I'll be down in the task force room. Can you catch everybody up? Maybe, God, maybe Zadalus there. That'd be cool. I'll go and find him. Um, you did great. Thank you. You did such a good job. Oh my God, my hand's still shaking. Yeah, she clasps it and gives you a pat on your arm and says, you did great. Did you see Zach's hair? I did. Don't know that that was smart, but... I liked it. I'm making a lot of bad decisions today. I think that's the least bad one. Mm. She smiles. <laughs> <laughs> she smiles too. Perks up. All right, um, I'll meet you down there. Okay. And she leaves. Everybody else starts to filter out of the room. Sato drifts down with a stretch. Well, that certainly was an eventful meeting. If you would like any tips on how we can spin this for the public to keep them complacent in the meantime, do let me know. It's one of our Specialties, you know. Non-alarmist media would be a smart move. He nods, almost bored, floats his way out. Lizeth passes and says, Nemo's one of my best. He'll do right by you. Oh, I saw him fight. That was just play fighting. <laughs> I know. Stay safe out there. Thank you. She clomps past you with her small retinue. Ton passes. All he says is, good luck. We need you. Pats him on the shoulder as he goes back. He's not a man of many words, so why should she be a lady of words tonight? Sure. This morning. And then it's Darius, Cyril, Roth, and you still in the room here. Darius says, Arbiter, I would be grateful if I could speak to Regulator Sedaris alone. He turns with an apologetic smile and says, Oh, I'm sorry, Curator. I'm afraid I have need of her for... Planning purposes, you understand. It'll have to be later. There's a most urgent meeting we need to have. Roth is going to try to shuffle you out of the room with him. Could I just have one moment? No. Leans in, he says, You come with me now, or we got nothing else to talk about. I ain't leaving you with him again. Okay. 
She leaves without looking at her grandfather. I don't know, she can right now. Gonna be real sad when he ends up in a gutter at the beginning of season three. As you guys are walking out, Darius stands up and he yells at Roth and you as you're leaving. You can't do this! You can't treat me that way! But Roth just pushes you out of the room. Maybe she does turn back over her shoulder just to give him one pleading look. We will talk. When it's just you that he's looking at, his eyes are very scared, pleading for you, but that's when the doors close and cut it off. Sounds right. You and Roth in the elevator alone, you walk past the pacifiers. He will ride with you in silence. Unless you broach the silence, he will take you the whole way back to his office in silence. Yep, silence is good. She's formulating uh, what to tell him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. She's just there drumming her fingers on her thigh. Mm Mm-hmm real cash. She's not nervous. We cut back to you two in the office of Arbiter Photius Roth. Looks just like the other heads of regulation. There's a giant glass wall, orange liquid quarry just beyond. Red shards and green green bubbles. bubbles, Roth goes around to his desk and sits down in his great chair. Holds a taloned hand out for you to speak. Athena sees Roth taking his seat and she starts pacing, goes over to the trophy case, and she sees the picture of Joel from before she knew him. She looks Joel in the eyes instead of Roth as she begins to speak. Jex Davith killed Joel. I saw it, and I ran, and I didn't know what to do. And the surface, you've been there, you've seen it's a disaster. Just people running amok everywhere, so I put some effort into organizing that chaos. What can Pantheon do for you? We made it to another episode, to, to the end. We made it to the end of another episode. Here it is. Thank you for your patience. It's the holidays right now. We've got a lot going on. I think we're going to take one week off from releasing content, and then we'll be back on the normal grind. And we probably have maybe two episodes this season, I think. Maybe two. Maybe two is going to round out the season. So stay tuned for the exciting conclusion, and uh, we'll look forward to that. Could be the finale, just depending on what happens. It's always a fair point, but I'm not planning for that, but it could happen. So music this week, we had Wave Shaper. You can find on Twitter at waveshaper underscore SWE and waveshaper the number one dot bandcamp dot com. You can also find Crockett at Crockett80s on Twitter and Crockett.bandcamp.com. And a little bit of music thrown in there by your one and only, your favorite Athena Sedaris <laughs> player, Allie. That was a bad intro. I'll have to work on I'll workshop that for it's next okay. time. It's okay. We'll get there. Yeah. I got a lot more tunes to drop in. Yeah. And all those tunes are available on our Patreon. And you can find us at patreon.com slash RPG for you and me. If you want to come and join us on our super cool Discord server, We've got a growing community of amazing people. Hello to everyone there. But hello to two people in particular, the first of which, Michael. Michael. Thank you, Michael. As always. We appreciate your support and you being here with us, and we hope you're enjoying the content. Thank you. And our second big thank you is Chase. Hey, Chase. Thank you, Chase. Thanks, buddy. Thank you for being here with us. We've got some cool stuff coming up as far as that's concerned. I'd like to take a second to thank the Pinnacle Entertainment Group, the folks behind Savage Worlds, who you can find at peginc.com. 
peginc.com. You can find us on Twitter at RPG for you and me, and you can find Allie on Twitter at UC the Hat. Doing a lot of shit post drawings. Good stuff. You can find our website, RPG for you and me.com. We got some updated material on there for the character races in the setting. I don't think we finished the arcane background pages yet, but everything's coming. We'll let you know. I think that's it this week. Thank you guys for your patience. Hope you enjoyed Absolute Zero. And you can get the full Absolute Zero on our Patreon. Patreon.com. <laughs> Happy holidays, you guys. Stay safe. Please. Okay, bye.